0: good morning everybody you're listening to sister on scripture and today is Thursday May the 11th in the year of our Lord 2023 Um, yes this is just starting so you're not late you're right on time good morning Emily good morning Liz and I don't know how to pronounce your screen name but i maybe good morning though I'm glad you're here and Glad to see all of you in here. Um, Yes, Daniel 2.22 is one that Tim has told me about, that Jennifer has told me about, um, Jennifer Renee, and whenever you're trying to find something, Daniel 2.22 has always been um, that I've seen, and I'm, I'm proof of that. That's why this podcast is even here, because I prayed Daniel 2.22, and this is what he revealed. Um, was this podcast so always if you're looking for something go there first Um, today we continue in the book of the Prophet Jeremiah we left off on Monday with we finished chapters 30 and 31 and we're really going over what the covenants are um, and discussing the Old Covenant versus the Covenant of Jesus in the New Testament and why um, that one supersedes the one on Mount Sinai with Moses. So if you missed that one and haven't listened to it yet, it's already uploaded and it's on here on Podbean. If you have any prayer requests, please save those for the end. um, And we'll pause, get those prayer requests, and then we'll pray at the end. So today, And we are in the NASB 1977 edition, and we're going to start with 32, Jeremiah imprisoned. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the 10th year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, which was the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar. Now at that time, the army of the king of Babylon was besieging Jerusalem, and Jeremiah the prophet was shut up in the court of the guard, which was in the house of the king of Judah. Because Zedekiah Zedekiah, king of Judah had shut him up, saying, Why do you prophesy, saying, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am about to give this city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he will take it. And Zedekiah king of Judah shall not escape out of the hand of the Chaldeans, but he shall surely be given into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall speak with him face to face and see him eye to eye. And he shall take Zedekiah to Babylon, and he shall be there until I visit him, declares the Lord. If you fight against the Chaldeans, you shall not succeed. Sorry, I was fixing the, um, the sound on there so that way y'all could hear me better. Everybody says I talk low, and I've got the mic, like, as up as high as I can. Hopefully y'all can hear me a little bit better now. And he shall, um, 32.5, And he shall take Zedekiah to Babylon, and he shall be there until I visit him, declares the Lord. If you fight against the Chaldeans, you shall not succeed. And Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Behold, Hanamel, the son of Shalom, your uncle is coming to you, saying, Buy for yourself my field which is at Enathoth, for you have the right of redemption to buy it. Then Hanamel, my uncle's son, came to me in the court of the guard. According to the word of the Lord, and said to me, Buy my field, please. That is, oh, excuse me, that is at Anathoth, which is in the land of Benjamin, for you have the right of possession, and the redemption is yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord, and I bought the field which was at Anathoth from Hanamel, my uncle's son, and I weighed out the silver for him, 17 shekels of silver. And I signed and sealed the deed, and called in witnesses, and weighed out the silver on the scales. Then I took the deeds of purchase, both the sealed copy containing the terms and conditions, and the open copy. And I gave the deed of purchase to Baruch, the son of Neriah, the son of Masia, in the sight of Hanamel, my uncle's son, and in the sight of the witnesses who signed the deed of purchase, before all the Jews who were sitting in the court of the guard. And I commanded Baruch in their presence, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Take these deeds, this sealed deed of purchase, and this open deed, and put them in an earthenware jar, that they may last a long time. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Houses and fields and vineyards shall again be bought in this land. After I had given the deed of purchase to Baruch, the son of I then I prayed to the Lord, saying, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and by thine outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for thee. I want that to sink into you guys today and for myself. nothing is too difficult for thee nothing so there is not any single thing in existence at all period that is greater than the lord nothing so when you're afraid or have fear or uncertainty those are the times when you turn to the Lord and you remind yourself nothing is too great for him I, I you know nothing And Philippians 4 6 be anxious for nothing and that is all because there is nothing too difficult for thee 32 18 who show us loving kindness to thousand, but repay us the inequity of fathers into the bosom of their children after them. O oh, great and mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name. Now I want to go over that word, inequity, in a little bit more detail. In equity in Hebrew, uh, because we are still in the Old Testament, we're still in Hebrew. It is avown, Avon is how it's pronounced. It's A V O W N. And in my Old Testament dictionary, it's 5771. I don't know if it aligns up with yours or not. But it means um, perversity, evil, guilt, punishment. And it's one of the four main words indicating sin in the old testament so an equity is you remember how we've we've spoken and on knickknacks i talked about on my evening show, i talked about how words you know we call it spelling right in school elementary elementary school spelling it's to cast a spell words have power and and words though in our society and in our time we we don't think a lot of times about the impact of our words or the meaning especially the teenagers we all know how teens are Um, but the words have power all words have power and so inequity that's another powerful word that indicates sin It's a masculine noun meaning inequity, evil, guilt, punishment. This is one of the four main words indicating sin in the Old Testament. This word indicates sin that is particularly evil since it strongly conveys the idea of twisting or perverting deliberately. The noun carries along with it the idea of guilt from conscious wrongdoing in Genesis uh, 44.16 and Jeremiah 2.22. The punishment that goes with this deliberate act as a consequence is indicated by the word also, Genesis 4.13 and Isaiah 53.11. The Hebrew word means sin or transgression in a conscious sense, as when David kept consciously from transgression or sin in 2 Samuel 22.24. Israel, by choice, returned to the sins that their ancestors excuse me, return to the sins their ancestors had committed in Jeremiah 11.10 and 13.22. This word for sin can also indicate the guilt that results from the act of sin. Moses prayed that the Lord would forgive the guilt and sin of rebellious Israel in Numbers 14.19. The guilt of the Amorites was not yet full in the time of Abraham, Genesis 15.16. God would remove the guilt of his people when they returned from exile in Jeremiah 50.20. The guilt of the fathers was re- a recurring phrase in the Old Testament in Exodus 25 and 34.7. The word also indicates in some contexts the punishment that results from sin and guilt. Cain's punishment was unbearable for him. Genesis 4, 13, Jeremiah 51, 6. Edom was condemned for not helping Israel in the time of Israel's punishment. Ezekiel 35, 5. And the Levites had to bear their punishment because they strayed from following the Lord in Psalm 34, 10 and 11, as well as Ezekiel 44, 10 and 12. I think it's important for us to understand, um, these words straight from the Bible instead of just going to, you know, I could go to Webster's dictionary, but somebody else wrote that just like somebody else wrote, wrote the Bible wrote this, you know, but my faith is stronger in turning to the Bible to answer questions than turning to something else. So that's our word for today, their definition, in equity, And I'll put those verses in the um, subject line when I upload the episode. So that way, if y'all want to go back and read them, um, because I didn't want to go through all of those um, just for that one but I'll have them posted so you can if you'd like to. And I think I'm going to go back later and just kind of read and understand a little bit better the context. So I'm going to start back over with 18, 32, 18. Who show us loving kindness to thousands, but repay us the inequity of fathers into the bosom of their children after them. O great and mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name, great in counsel and mighty indeed, whose eyes are open to all the ways of the sons of men, giving to everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his deeds. Who has said, oh, sorry, gosh, that come out weird. I was going to say sayest but it wasn't, it was set, who has set signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, and even to this day, both in Israel and among mankind. And thou hast made a name for thyself as at this day. And thou didst bring thy people Israel out of the land of Egypt with signs and with wonders and with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm and with great terror. And gavest them this land, which thou didst swear to their forefathers to give them, a land flowing with milk and honey. And they came in and took possession of it, but they did not obey thy voice or walk in thy law. They have done nothing of all that thou commandest them to do. Therefore thou hast made all this calamity come upon them. And I think we've discussed calamity before. Behold, the siege mounds have reached the city to take it, and the city is given into the hand of the Chaldeans who fight against it because of the sword, the famine, and the pestilence. And what thou hast spoken has come to pass, and behold, thou seest it. And thou hast said to me, O Lord God, buy for yourself the field with money, and call in witnesses. Although the city is given into the hand of the Chaldeans, then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? And so there it is again, in the same chapter. This time, instead of Jeremiah, it's, it's the Lord himself saying, Is anything too difficult for me? He's, he's asking Jeremiah, but also stating it at the same time. So it's a question and a statement. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I am about to give this city into the hand of the Chaldeans and into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he shall take it. And the Chaldeans who are fighting against this city shall enter and set this city on fire and burn it with the the houses where people have offered incense to Baal on their roofs and poured out libations to other gods to provoke me to anger. We spoke about that um, many times, especially um, in the beginning part of of Jeremiah. We were talking about um, them burning incense to Baal and pouring out the libations to other gods. Um, Queen, and that was one of the words that we had discussed, what queen was. And queen isn't what we think of it, what most people think about it. As like Queen of England, you know, before she she died, whichever time she died. Um, It's not like that, or though it can apply that way. It's um, like a fertility goddess. So the women would, um, they would bake pastries and cakes and stuff and take it um, to the queen, the fertility goddess. In um, homage to pay homage in order to bear children, they thought that's what they needed to do. Um, people were sacrificing their children to Baal. You know, it's just like they're doing. You know, now it's nothing. It's nothing new. It's it's happening now, just as it happened then. And then, and every time that it has happened in the scriptures, God has destroyed that city. Um, think about whenever lot and his wife god let him flee the city but his wife turned back and so she turned to stone because she was told not to look back and they came in and took possession of it but they did not obey thy voice or walk in thy law they have done nothing Of all that thou commandest them to do, therefore thou hast made all this calamity come upon them. Oh gosh, sorry. I think I'm repeating what I'd already said. Here we go. Sorry, 28, 32, 28. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I am about to give this city into the hand of the Chaldeans and into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he shall take it. And, all, and the Chaldeans who are fighting against the city shall enter and set the city on fire and burn it with the houses where the people have offered incense to Baal on their roofs and poured out libations to other gods to provoke me to anger. Indeed, the sons of Israel and the sons of Judah have been doing only evil in my sight from their youth. For the sons of Israel have been only provoking me to anger by the work of their hands, declares the Lord. In the, indeed, this city has been to me a provocation of my anger and my wrath from the day that they built it, even to this day that it should be removed from before my face. Because of all the evil of the sons of Israel and the sons of Judah, which they have done to provoke me to anger, they, their kings, their leaders, their priests, their prophets, the men of Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And they have turned their back to me and not their face, though I taught them, teaching again and again, they would not listen and receive instruction. But they put their detestable things in the house, which is called by my name to defile it. And they built the high places of Baal that are in the valley of Benhanan to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire to Moloch which I had not commanded them, nor had it entered my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Now therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel concerning this city of which you say, It is given into the hand of the king of Babylon by sword, by famine, and by pestilence. Behold, I will gather them out of all the lands to which I have driven them in my anger and my wrath and in great indignation. And I will bring them back to this place and make them dwell in safety. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. And I will give them one heart and one way, that they may fear me always for their own good and for the good of their children after them. To me, this passage, I will give them one heart and one way. That reminds me of of Jesus. When, When God came, in the flesh, as Jesus, he had one heart and he showed the people one way. And through Jesus, through that one heart and that one way, is our redemption because he sacrificed himself and became sin for us to be free from sin and freed from our sin. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from them to do them good. And I, um, yeah, to do them good. And I will put the fear of me in their hearts so that they will not turn away from me. That everlasting covenant, that's the covenant with Jesus. Now, we were talking on Monday about the covenant and how Jesus fulfilled that that promise, that covenant. It's saying it again right here. I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from them. Jesus even says it somewhere in red letter um, language. I'm not sure exactly which book it's in, but it's in there. And I will rejoice over them to do them good, and I will faithfully plant them in this land with all my heart and with all my soul. For thus says the Lord, just as I brought, this, brought all this great disaster on this people, so I am going to bring on them all the good that I am promising them. And the fields shall be bought in this land of which you say, It is a desolation without man or beast. It is given into the hand of the Chaldeans. Men shall buy fields for money sign and seal deeds and call in witnesses in the land of benjamin in the environs of jerusalem in the cities of judah in the cities of the hill country in the cities of the lowland and in the cities of the negev for i will restore their fortunes declares the lord jeremiah 33 restoration is promised Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the second time, while he was still confined in the court of the guard, saying, Thus says the Lord who made the earth, the Lord who formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. For thus says the Lord God of Israel concerning the houses of the city and concerning the houses of the kings of Judah, which are broken down to make a defense against the siege mounds and against the sword. While they are coming to fight with the Chaldeans, and to fill them with the corpses of men whom I have slain in my anger and in my wrath, and I have hidden my face from the city because of all their, all their wickedness. Behold, I will bring to it health and healing, and I will heal them, and I will reveal to them an abundance of peace and truth. And I will restore the fortunes of Judah and the fortunes of Israel, and I will rebuild them as they were at first. And I will cleanse them from all their iniquity by which they have sinned against me, and I will pardon all their inequities by which they have sinned against me and by which they have transgressed against me. And it shall be to me a name of joy, praise, and glory, before all the nations of the earth, which shall hear of all the good that I do for them. And they shall fear and tremble because of all the good and all the peace that I make for for it. Thus says the Lord, Yet again there shall be heard in this place of which you say, It is a waste without man and without beast, that is, in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate. Without man and without inhabitant and without beast, the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of those who say, "Give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good; for his ever, excuse me, for his loving kindness is everlasting." And of those who bring a thank, a thank offering, thank, t h a n k, offering into the house of the Lord. For I, for I will restore the fortunes of the land as they were at first, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, There shall again be in this place which is a waste, without man or beast, and in all its cities a habitation of shepherds who rest their flocks. In the cities of the hill country, in the cities of the lowland in the cities of the negev in the land of benjamin in the environs of jerusalem and in the cities of judah the flock shall again pass under the hands of the one who numbers them says the lord behold the days are co- behold days are coming declares the lord when i will fulfill the good word which i have spoken concerning the house of israel and the house of judah in those days And at that time, I will cause a righteous branch of David to spring forth and he shall execute justice and righteousness on the earth. In those days, Judah shall be saved and Jerusalem shall dwell in safety. And this is the name by which he shall be called. The Lord is our righteousness. For thus says the Lord, David shall never lack a man to sit on the throne of the house of Israel. And the Levitical priest shall never lack a man before me to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings, and to prepare sacrifices continually. I just want to say for a second, 14 through 16. Um, I believe that is describing Jesus when Jesus come came. Thirty-three, nineteen, and the word of the Lord came to jeremiah seeing thus says the Lord if you if you can break my covenant for the day and my covenant for the night so that day and night will not be at their appointed time then my covenant shall may also be broken with David my servant that he shall not have a son to reign on his throne and with the Levitical priest my ministers as the host of heaven cannot be counted, and the sand of the sea cannot be measured. So I will multiply the descendants of David, my servant, and the Levites who minister to me. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Have you not observed what this people have spoken, saying, The two families which the Lord chose, he has rejected them, Thus they despise my people. No longer are they as a nation in their sight. Thus says the Lord, if my covenant for day and night stand not, and the fixed patterns of heaven and earth I have not established, then I would reject the descendants of Jacob and David, my servant, not taking from his descendants rulers over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But I will restore their fortunes and will have mercy on them. Sorry about that. I had to get something to drink. This new medicine has my mouth really dry. Jeremiah 34. A prophecy against Zedekiah. Then the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army, with all the kingdoms of the earth, that were under his domain, and all the peoples were fighting against Jerusalem and against all its cities, saying, Thus says the Lord, God of Israel, Go and speak to Zedekiah, king of Judah, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am giving this city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he will burn it with fire. And you will not escape from his hand, for you will surely be captured and delivered into his hand and you will see the king of Babylon eye to eye, and he will speak with you face to face, and you will go to Babylon. Yet hear the word of the Lord, O Zedekiah king of Judah. Thus says the Lord concerning you, You will not die by the sword. You will die in peace, and as spices were burned for your fathers, the former kings who were before you, so they will burn spices for you, and they will lament for you, alas, Lord, for I have spoken the word, declares the Lord. Then Jeremiah the prophet spoke all these words to Zedekiah, king of Judah, in Jerusalem, when the army of the king of Babylon was fighting against Jerusalem and against all the remaining cities of Judah, that is, Lashish and Azekah, for they alone remained as fortified cities among the cities of Judah. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord after King Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people who were in Jerusalem to proclaim release to them, that each man should set free his male servant and each man his female servant, a Hebrew man or a Hebrew woman, so that no one should keep them, a Jew his brother, in bondage. And all the officials and all the people obeyed, who had entered into the covenant that each man should set free his male servant and each man his female servant, so that no one should keep them any longer in bondage, they obeyed and set them free. But afterward they turned around and took back the male servants and the female servants whom they had set free and brought them into subject subjection for male servants and for female servants then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying thus says the Lord God of Israel I made a covenant with your forefathers in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage saying at the end of seven years each of you shall set free his Hebrew brother who has been sold to you and has served you six years You shall send him out free from you but your forefathers did not obey me or incline their ear to me although recently you had turned turned and done what is right in my sight each man proclaiming to release to his neighbor and you had made a covenant before me in the house which is called by my name yet you turned and profaned my name, and each man took back his male servant, and each man his female servant, whom you had set free according to their desire, and you brought them into subjection to be your male servants and female servants. Therefore, thus says the Lord, You have not obeyed me in proclaiming release each man to his brother and each man to his neighbor. Behold, I am proclaiming a release to you, declares the Lord to the sword, to the pestilence, and to the famine, and I will make you a terror to all the kingdoms of the earth. And I will give the men who have transgressed my covenant, who have not fulfilled the words of the covenant which they made before me when they cut the calf in two and passed between its parts, the officials of Judah and the officials of Jerusalem, the court officers, and the priests, and all the people of the land, who pass between the parts of the calf. And I will give them into the hand of their enemies, and into the hand of those who seek their life. And their dead bodies shall be food for the birds of the sky, and the beasts of the earth. And Zedekiah king of Judah, and his officials, I will give into the hand of their enemies, and into the hand of those who seek their life and into the hand of the army of the king of Babylon, which has gone away from you. Behold, I am going to command. Oh, sorry, I'm going to redo that one. That was just awful. Behold, I am going to command, declares the Lord. And I will bring them back to the city, and they shall fight against it, and take it and burn it with fire. And I will make the cities of Judah a desolation without inhabitants. Jeremiah 35, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Joachim, and I know I'm probably not saying that right, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Go to the house of the Rechabites, Rechabites, and speak to them, and bring them into the house of the Lord, into one of the chambers, and give them wine to drink. Then I took Jezaniah, the son of Jeremiah, son of Habizaniah, and his brothers, and all, of his, and all his sons, and the whole house of the Rechabites. And I brought them into the house of the Lord, and in, into the chamber of the sons of Henan, the sons of Igla... Oh, my goodness. Dahlia? Igdalia, the man of God, which was near the chamber of the officials, which was above the chamber of Messiah, the son of Shalom, the doorkeeper. Yeah, there's nothing I can do about chickens. I'm glad y'all like them. I was chasing chickens this morning. The little baby chicks got out. They fit right through the little chicken bar. Then I set before the men of the house of the Rechabites pitchers full of wine and cups, and I said to them, Drink wine. But they said, We will not drink wine, for Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, saying, You shall not drink wine, you or your sons, forever. And you shall not build a house, and you shall not sow seed, and you shall not plant a vineyard or own one. But in tents tent you shall dwell all your days, that you may live many days in the land where you sojourn. And we have obeyed the voice of Jonaba- Jonadab, the son of Rechab. The voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechab. Oh, okay, there we go. Son of Rechab, our father, and all that he commanded us not to drink wine all our days, we, our wives, our sons, or our daughters, nor to build ourselves houses to dwell in, and we do not have vineyard or field or seed. We have only dwelt in tents and have obeyed and have done according to all that Jonabab, our father, commanded us. But it came about when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up against the land that we said, Come, and let us go to Jerusalem before the army of the Chaldeans, and before the army of the Armenians, so we have dwelt in in Jerusalem." Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Go and say to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Will you not receive instruction by listening to my words? declares the Lord. The words of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, which he commanded his sons not to drink wine, are observed, so they do not drink wine to this day, for they have obeyed their father's command. But I have spoken to you again and again, yet you have not listened to me. Also, I have sent to you all my servants, the prophets, sending them again and again, saying, Turn now every man from his evil way, and amend your deeds, and do not go after other gods to worship them. Then you shall dwell in the land which I have given to you and to your forefathers. But you have not inclined your ears or listened to me. Indeed, the sons of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, have observed the command of their fathers which he commanded them, but this people has not listened to me. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing on Judah and on all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the disaster that I have pronounced against them, because I spoke to them, but they did not listen, and I have called them, but they did not answer. Then Jeremiah said to the house of the Rechabites, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, because you have obeyed the command of Jonadab, your father kept all his commands and done according to all that he commanded you. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Jonadab, the son of Rechab, shall not like a man to stand before me always. And I'm going to stop there for today. I've got a a clip that I wanted to play. It might make us run over a little bit. So if you want to go ahead, um, while this is playing and post prayer requests, I'll go ahead and get those. Um, it, it, it just it was laid on my heart to, um, to play it. Normally I don't air these on here, but this was a very good one. It's the real reason you don't fit in. And let me tell you, this makes a lot of sense. So hopefully everything will play through right. And I'll go ahead and play that now.
1: First Peter 2 verses 9 through 10 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Jesus did not try to fit in. And I am here to tell you that if you are a child of God, you don't fit in too, and you must never try to fit in. This world encourages sin, it endorses sin. This is the truth we live in a sin endorsing world. The ethics and the morality of this world is different to the ethics of the Bible. As a child of God, you do not conform to this world. As a child of God, you conform to the Word of God. We all know the God of this world is the devil. Therefore, we know that to agree with this world is to parallel to agreeing with the devil. As a child of God, you need to expect your worldview to be different to unbelievers. That's why you don't fit in, because you are not governed by the world. You are governed by the word of God. And for this very reason, the world will never love you or accept you. John 15 verses 18 through 19 says, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. In other words, what Jesus is saying is that if you're like Jesus, the world will hate you. And if you're not like Jesus, the world will love you. It is a pity that so many churches today in the world are trying so hard to fit in. These churches just want to be accepted by society. They say that they do it in the name of love and inclusion for all people. But is it really love to lead your whole congregation onto the train of destruction? Compromising on God's standard of morality in order to not offend anyone. Leaving out parts of the Bible to suit their needs. They have forgotten that God called them a royal priesthood. They have forgotten about their uniqueness and now all they care about is accommodating the rest of the world. If you go to such a church, I encourage you to find another one which preaches and teaches the true gospel and not a watered-down sin-accepting one. The Bible says in Romans 12 2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Don't even try to be like them, do not model your life after theirs. There are so many things that we are bound to face in this world, even as Christians. It doesn't matter how hard we pray, it doesn't matter how much we read our Bible, these things will surely come. But how we respond to them is what matters. Before you start feeling discouraged or hopeless, Remember that God will never leave you. Jesus was talking to his disciples about what they will face in the world. John 16 verse 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. God will not forget you, God will always be there. He has separated you from the world. He has brought you into his kingdom and you have been saved. You should never allow the devil to make you feel unimportant in this world. Others may be doing different immoral and sinful things that are giving them money or fame. Do not compromise your faith for money. Do not turn your back on God just to gain fame and be loved by this world. Mark eight thirty six says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Do not allow your identity as a child of God to be lost in the world, because you want to fit in. In John 17 verses 15 through 16, Jesus prayed for every believer thus, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. In this line of prayer, Jesus put a disparity between believers and the world if it so be that we are distinct from the world, then their report about us should not be more relevant to us than what God says about us. We are not citizens of this world, we are only sojourners in it. There is a greater reality about us, and it is that we have our base in heaven, and God is our Father. Therefore, whatever he says is what we are going to believe, and that is what we are going to work by. We are not to believe the world, because the world and all that is in it are passing away but the word of God will not go unaccomplished. I will rather settle for that which is true and
2: disregard that which is false. Jesus did not come here on earth to fit in. He spoke the truth and only the truth, and the world hated him for that. And if you are speaking the truth in this world, the world will also hate you for that. The world hated the Lord. How can a world hate the one who came to save them? How can the world hate the lamb of god how can the world hate the one who everything he did was for others jesus christ and the world hated him how can you hate him he is the one who went to the cross and died for us he suffered the horrible and brutal death of the cross he is the one who sweat as it were great drop of blood in the garden he is the one that walked on water He is the one who was baptized in the river Jordan. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. He is the one that healed the sick and raised the dead. Everything he did was for the good of mankind and this world hated him. Jesus did not try to fit in. And I am here to tell you that if you are a child of God, you don't fit in too and you must never try to fit in the gospel message is simply this come as you are however the gospel message is not stay as you are come as you are and be born again when was the last time you heard a sermon about the new birth john chapter 3 verses 5 through 8 king james version jesus answered verily verily i say unto thee except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth, so is every one that is born of the Spirit. Jesus said, You must be born again. This is something that everyone on earth must do. Why? The reason is that everyone born into this world is born into sin and no one can escape the power of sin except they go through what is called rebirth. It is a pity that so many churches today in the world are trying so hard to fit in and they have forgotten that God called them a royal priesthood. They have forgotten about their uniqueness and now All they care about is accommodating the
3: rest of the world. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Do not
4: love the world all the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world first john 2 verse 15 and 16 Therefore, if we disobey God and love the world and all that is in the world, we will be creating enmity with God. That is why James warns us not to be a friend of the world, which will make
3: us enemies of God. There are countries where it will cost you your life for confessing Christ, but in this country we live in, we don't face that level of persecution yet. Some of us will deny Christ so that people will like us. Some of us will hide our faith so that we are liked. Knowing what you know, you know hell is a real place. Yes, you do. You know that it is an eternal place. Yes, you do. You know that it is a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yes, you do. You know that what goes there stays there. Yes, you do. You know that if someone is not born again they will go there. Yes you do, and yet you keep the gospel to yourself because you are shy or timid. Matthew 28 verse 19 Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost, the people who witness Christ to others while they are on earth without being ashamed to associate themselves with Him are those Christ is referring to as those who confess him before men. Although they may be mocked for their faith in Christ and some of them may be persecuted for preaching the gospel, when Christ shall publicly present them before God and all the angels in heaven, it will suffice them for all the mockery they have suffered while they associated themselves with Christ on earth. On the other hand, those that deny Christ on earth are those that are ashamed to associate with Christ or to associate with being a believer. They are the set of people that will consistently willfully and easily disassociate themselves to Christ. This is one of the biggest warnings in the Bible. Those who aren't willing to be associated with Jesus on earth won't be allowed to claim association with him in eternity. We need Jesus to confess us in heaven. So to conclude this sermon, I have two questions for you. Do you want Jesus to confess and acknowledge you before His Father or do you want Jesus to deny you before His Father? To end this message, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and just imagine, when you are standing before God Almighty and around you there are innumerable number of angels and Lord Jesus comes and stands next to you and vouches for you. Words cannot describe how you will be moved when this happens.
0: All right, so that was from the um, Lion of Judah YouTube channel, and I'll post that in knickknacks and Christ followers as well. It was just a really good um, video because a lot of us really, I mean, we're going through times and, you know, like with the mask and, and not getting the vaccine and, and standing up for our beliefs for Christ we are outcast and we don't fit in and so when I heard that I know that I'm not the only one feeling that way a lot of times um, and many others so I thought that would be a good um, reflection video and just a a boost you know of knowing that you're not alone and if you don't feel like you fit in that's by design because we are not of this world but in this world so I'm glad you all got you all liked that video or like that clip um, and it was long and I'm sorry it was long but it was it was needed uh, so we're gonna go ahead and pray now I got the prayer request already and if you will bow your heads close your eyes as long as you're not driving don't do that Heavenly Father we come to you today thankful, grateful, and blessed that you are such a loving father that You only want good for your children. However, when we misbehave you have to redirect us and 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 Show us uh, the error of our ways father As we go through these days times are are very tough and we get tested often Um. by you, not tempted, but tested by you on staying true to our faith and staying true to you, Father. And, and sometimes that's, that's very difficult for us to release that fleshly emotion tied feelings and, and let that go and turn to you. So Father, I pray that all here and that all are going to be listening later that that you release any, anything that the fleshly earthly world has on you. And that you just turn your life over to Christ and, and let him lead and guide and be your roadmap to this, to this life. Um, while we're here, it's a blessing that He even woke us up today and gives us air in our lungs. So we're, we're just so thankful for that father. And we lift up a few people today in prayer. Maggie, whose grandmother Carmen died Monday. I, 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 we lift her up. We lift Maggie up, Father, to you, because it's never easy losing someone, um, especially someone who is a grandparent, but this was also Maggie's caregiver. So we pray that she is able to have another family member care for her if that's your will father or or somebody that can still help help care for her and for carmen's soul i just pray that that she knew you father and that she had accepted christ as her savior father for liz um i just pray as she's going to the county looking for these these documents father i daniel 222 comes to mind and it is he you father who reveals the profound and hidden things you know what's in the dark and the light dwells in you so father i i pray that that the secret is revealed this truth is revealed to to liz that as she's trying to help make her county better father i just pray that that you reveal these things to her. For brother Jeff, his allergies have been have flared up and as he's looking for where you want him to be, Father, I just pray for him and lift him up. For Mary and for Catherine, it is so wonderful. Father, thank you, Jesus, that she's still doing well and she's not back in, her, in the hospital, that her platelets are up. As Father, you know, last year she was very sick and and it's such a blessing that they're all back still home and together as a family. For all of those that are here, uh, my own eyes and ears as she does her work and tries to help others um, through testimony, um, bring others closer to Christ, as does some scripture, my thoughts, and all of us here, we just want to help others find and follow Jesus. So, Father, I pray that you give us the wisdom, the clarity, and the discernment that we need to be out there and, and helping to spread your message, Father. And that you use us to be your disciples, your messengers, to bring others to Christ, to keep others close to you. So that way their souls will go to heaven because they don't need to be trapped in Sheol with the devil and in hell. Father, we want them all for you just like you want them all for for yourself you're a jealous God and father I pray that that anybody um, just know that you love them that you're there for them um, through the good and through the bad that that you walk with us as we are on our path and father I know that anything that we pray, and ask for from you from a true heart. If it's your will, it's gonna be done. So Father, I pray that it's your will to hear our prayers and our requests for these for all of these people, myself included, Father, for my family as as we're going through this mold issue. I'm so blessed and thankful by all of those that have, have given their time um, to help me with uh, ways to remediate this and still be able to save some of my stuff. Um, for the ones that have offered their wisdom of knowledge on, on mold in general, and for those that have given and prayed. Father, I'm so blessed and thankful um, for, for all and for everything that you've just given. It's so wonderful that in a time that things can seem hopeless, you remind us that there's always hope if we just have faith. And so, Father, I put my faith and my trust all in you, and I just want you to continue to use me to do your work and bring glory to your name, Father. Thank you all um, for all you've given. It's just the blessings are immeasurable. And I pray for blessings upon all of those here and those that are gonna be listening later, that that every need that they have be fulfilled, that every sorrow be lifted, that everything that's in the dark be refilled and be brought to life because you are life, you are light. Father, thank you for Jesus, for the blood on the cross and our ability to ask you for forgiveness of our sins and know that they are forgiven. Father, thank you so much for that and for everything. In Jesus Christ's mighty name I pray, amen. I see your comments, Charbert, uh, about you and your husband wanting Maggie to live with y'all. Um, I don't know. How old is Maggie? Is she 13 or older and able to choose um, where she wants to be? I'll be praying for y'all in that situation regardless. And I'll, um, I've got it in my prayer. Not really notebook, but I keep little, I have a notepad and I keep those wrote down on that. Uh, So I'll be praying for you on that specifically. She's 15. Okay, she might be able to, um, y'all may be able to get around the court system blood family thing. Jeff, Jeff, Have a blessed day, brother. Guys, thank you all for being here. I appreciate and love each and every one of you. I'm going to go ahead and close it out with that intro song. I've been playing around with some music, so we'll see which one winds up sticking. Um, I'll be back tonight with Knickknacks at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight we have... um, Ramparts is our show. It is an interview with the January 6th defendant who needs our prayers. And I'm so very blessed to be bringing you guys his story and his truth to you. Um, So that'll be wonderful. Scott's going to be on um, Bended Knee at 4 p.m. 5 is um, Brighteon.tv. He's on Brighton. And then I'll be here 7, 8 o'clock is Conley, unless you do the Bible Buddies um, study. We have a Bible Buddies study session tonight for prayer. Um, also at 8, at 9 is Film. 10.30 is Kilted Christian, and it's MSM Liars Thursday. And then we'll wrap it all up with Fishers at midnight. You all have a wonderful, blessed day. And if you need anything, please reach out, okay?